Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning to you. Almost afternoon by me, a little earlier by you, but uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. So, is, so it mid, um, is, it mid, is it midweek this week? I, don't, I guess it all depends <laughs> on how you look at it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it depends on what kind of, yeah, exactly. Wednesday is Wednesday midweek because it's only a five-day work week, or guys like you and I who work pretty much all the time, it's uh, it's not midweek yet, is it? Uh, yeah, well, I guess it's really hump day, right? That's what they say? Right, 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 absolutely. <laughs> we just got to get over the hump. You know, to be quite honest with you, every day is the same day to me. Um, I know that yeah. probably doesn't sound good, but I don't. It's kind of like, uh, you know, people say, oh, the weather this, the weather that. It's only Monday. It's yeah. only, oh, thank right. God it's Friday, you know, type thing. Right. I, I, I guess maybe I feel that. I don't know. I, I have a tendency not to feel things. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's part of my problem. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I look at every day as the same. Um, you yeah, know, you know, I do. What do I, I do, do to accomplish that day? I do look forward to the weekends now because my girlfriend, she works a five-day work week at a corporate America. So, like, we get to spend our Saturdays and Sundays by the pool or going out to restaurants and more time just chilling together. So you could you can appreciate that time, that quality time a little bit more. But I get what you're saying, you know, like when I'm just in work mode and I'm just doing my thing, um, yeah, it's all the same, right? We're, it's just another day, and I do love the summer. I'm getting a little – the weather's been cool in New York, so I'm a little kind of, uh, you know, saying to myself, man, I hope it doesn't get cool too quick because I still want plenty of pool time and sun time and, you know, that kind of stuff. But other than that, you just cycle right into the next thing, and that's interesting because that's what we're kind of talking about today, isn't it? Yeah, I know, and and, and last week we uh, – our last episode – um, and if you want to get access to that, you, you can go to schoolonthetalk.com forward slash 137. And it was back to school marketing ideas. And so today's topic, uh, you know, wrapping up the, the summer or summer wrap up and, and, and back to school is going to be a little bit different. So, Allie, if you want to kind of preface uh, what's different about this compared to the marketing ideas we talked about last time. Well, well, I don't really want to, and, and we can go into the marketing mindset and what you need to do as far as that goes, but I think we're so caught up all the time in the, uh, you know, and again, we've talked about this in numerous times. I mean, in fact, I did a seminar on it in Vegas at the Martial Arts Super Show. Um, it was all about, you know, um, you know, being in the blender and, and spinning around day in, day out, or that martial art calculator, like, you know, always trying to say, okay, this quarter we do this, this quarter we do that. Um, when do we market new students? We're always driving for that, and, and it's important that you continually do that. But my point of this call is really how we kind of compartmentalize things um, and, and close them up, so to speak, and then put them away, organize so that we could go back and look at them so that we could then start the next venture. So, for example, um, a, a major corporation, let, let's say like, you know, Coca-Cola, they do things in, in quarters, right? So, you know, how well did they do the first quarter? How well did they do the second quarter? How well did they do the third quarter? Um, they realize that there is, you know, there are months that are down and they can considerably be flexible. In other words, like, for example, um, for no given reason do we know, like, why, and I've heard this across the industry, 
that, um, you know, July and August of this year have been a little slow for people. I don't, and you and I have discussed this, you know, not as many signups. And I'm hearing more from people than ever before. Um, we're going to take off for the summer or we're not going to be in as much for the summer or we're going on vacation. And they're going on these big vacations, which used to happen years ago um, for weeks at a time. You know, we're going up to the mountains, we're going to Florida and Disney, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so there are trends, but it doesn't mean like, and, and like myself and other school owners get very nervous. Uh, oh my God, it's been slow or, oh my God, I haven't had any new enrollments, but, but look at it in the quarter, right? And say, okay, is your quarter up financially, student wise, upgrade wise, retail wise, you know, by the quarter? How did we do for the first four months? How did we do for the second four months? You know, and so on and so forth. So that's what I really want to discuss with you because you and I are very organized in that regard. I remember looking at your stats just the other day and you were looking at mine for our summer camp. We have them graphed out on spreadsheets and we have, you know, knowing exactly what we're making per week and how many people are attending and, and knowing the numbers of our payroll and our costs and so on. Um, that's more of what I'm talking about. And how do we wrap that up? And, you know, most people are either done with summer and they're into the new school system, school year, or they're about to do that in the next few weeks. So, so that's what I'm talking more about. What's your insight on that? Well, I agree that, uh, you know, we as school owners, our, our, our uh, business is cyclical. It's, you know, there's cycles that happen. And we do, uh, you know, go from, you know, the summer being the, you know, summer enrollments to back-to-school enrollments to Christmas enrollments to, you know, to yeah. – um, you know, the, the spring enrollments, those type of things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's important for us to, I, I like what you said. It's important for us to, and I think here's what you're saying. It's important for us to look at the numbers, um, on paper as opposed to, um, just get a feeling inside of our school. Because sometimes, right. like you said, people are on vacation, but it doesn't mean they're not paying. Right. Uh, and, and so it's important for you to, uh, look at those numbers and actually see what is really happening as, mm-hmm. as opposed to what is being perceived, uh, as happening. And that, and, and I can remember doing that. I can remember being, you know, that, that, that school owner that would go, oh my gosh, where's everybody at? I don't see yeah, anybody. You, oh, I'm yeah. freaking out. Uh, well, my school's going out of business. No one's coming, right? And then, then the month wraps around and like everyone comes out of the, the woodwork, right? You know, imagine we were a gym, a, 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 not a UFC gym, but more like a physical fitness gym, a blank or a whatever or whatever. Um, they're not measuring their profitability based on uh, who shows up because their, their game, and my friend owns a bunch of big uh, fitness gyms, their, their machine is predicated on enrollments, not necessarily attendance. In fact, they say, hey, we could have 4,000 or 15,000 members and only enough space for like, you know, 400 a week or 1,000 a week because they, don't, they know half of them aren't even going to show. So it's really about what people are paying, whether they're still actively enrolled in some point in the school, et cetera, et cetera. It is important to understand what is happening, meaning is – you know, Johnny Smith on vacation and for how long. Right. We don't want them to become a, uh, a C or D student and then fall off. I mean, right. we want to keep them an A or B student. I get that. So we're not negating, uh, that when we, when, when we talk about, um, you know, not being worried. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, it, you know, let's be worried about the things that we need to be worried about and let's not be worried about the things that we really don't need to be worried about. And, and right. the only way that we're going to be able to do that is by one, taking good stats, uh, looking at good stats, and then two is taking good notes, meaning um, 
you know, having a system in place that would allow your program director or head instructor or whoever's following up with individuals that aren't there um, and why. And, and right. so that way you're educated because then you can make better decisions and have better emotions based upon educated yeah. things as and, opposed to and, how you feel. And here's the thing, you know, um, I'm going to hold up this because I'm like a little gadget guy. So I have my own little drone, you know, um, and, uh, and it's kind of cool. Um, but you remember the old story about how you take an airplane and, you you know, you'd set your course from here to Japan. But due to the wind, it would kind of always drive you off course and you have to always recorrect to get to where you got to go, right? So my point of this whole entire topic is that let's just pretend like the first quarter, you know, January, February, March, April was slow. Um, It doesn't mean that the rest of the year is going to be slow. And here's why it's important. In my um, DNA, the daily necessary activities, that form that I design, when I coach my coaching clients, I want to look at their month like by the middle of the month. And I look at mine and I go, wow, mid-month we're a little slow. Um, so what do we need to do? That gives me a chance for, you know, like rather than waiting the whole month and going, oh, crap, we had a bad month, I'm always recorrecting along the way. So you can do things like, you know, let's just pretend your enrollment is down and you're like, okay, you're hitting a certain price level and you don't want to go beyond, but you want to get enrollment in. Well, maybe you might say, hey, let me offer a special to the next 10 people. Something that's really irresistible, give them a very good discount on gear or give them an additional coupon for, uh, you know, for whatever, um, just to kind of nurture them in. Because now you know that if you do that, your month is, is going to be changed. And, and you don't necessarily have to think of the month in terms of new students and, and student count. You could always say, and I, and I work with one of my clients on this a lot, and he's always like, wow, I lost a bunch of people. Okay, let's look at your profitability. Let's see where you're at as far as the, the income. And then most of the time he's surprised because it's, he's like, wow, I lost people. I gained a few, but my income is way up. And if it's not, we may run a special on gear. You know, we might do a backpack blowout or a T-shirt blowout. And, and that's what businesses do, right? Like, and not karate schools or martial arts schools, but that's what businesses do. They look at their overall – because really – we're kind of in this kind of twisted mindset of running a business. And I don't mean this negatively, but let me explain, and you can maybe help me get my foot out of my mouth in a minute, right? Um, but, but we're like, okay, we so much love our students, and we always want to teach more students, and we always want to get more students so that we could, of course, teach more people, change the world one step at a time. And then we use that martial art calculator, one student times $100, 10 students is 1,000, 20 students, 2,000, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we never look at the overall customer experience, right? So, for example, um, how many times are they purchased? You know, what are they getting as far as retail? How many special events are they coming to? Because you could drastically change the dynamics of a school from a non-profitable school to a highly profitable school. It's not always about new enrollment. And, of course, we're always driving for that, but it's other things right. as well. And let me point this out. It's not about milking the clientele. It's not about going, let's get Dwayne to spend every one of his pennies and dollars in this school. It's about saying, like, what else would Dwayne like? Does he, would maybe Dwayne want to buy the cool new T-shirts that we're selling? Or would he want to be in the Black Belt Club? It's not like, you know, sometimes people think like they're nickeling and diming their clients. But where, you know, we offer people an upgrade in a car for the better stereo for their, for their enjoyment. Of course, the company makes money, but it's not like we're selling them something that they're not going to get a benefit out of. It's a more expensive upgrade, and it's better for them. They have better options. So that's what I'm saying about how do we close up our quarter and close it strongly and then complete it so that we know it's done and we move on to the next. That, that's my, 
main thought. What do you, what do you think about this? I know it's a mindset, but that's what I'm trying to get people to, and that's what we do. We train our clientele to uh, hopefully think differently, right? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I think we do that. <laughs> I think we do that quite effectively. And, and um, if that, just off topic, you know, if right. that were the topic, um, that would be one of the most important things because you, your business and uh, one of the things I really believe is your business will only uh, go up to the level that you are at and, and then it yeah. caps out. You can, you can jump a little bit higher than where you are at for uh, a time period, be it a month, two months, six months at best, but then it'll drop uh, even way below after that. Yeah. So uh, with that thought in mind, yeah, you, you, you have to be uh, con- you know, constantly moving up in your ladder personal uh you know your 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 business sense and your marketing knowledge and uh your management knowledge all those things combined will help you succeed um i think this is an interesting topic too because when you talk about you know closing one quarter and opening another uh we really are uh multitasking at, at at that time and truth be told and we've talked about this before that that really nobody uh, multitasks. You you actually right. do one thing and and then you set it down and you do another uh, in order to do it effectively. So this is really um, a tough time for uh, school owners right now because we're if we're doing it correctly, we really are juggling two different uh, balls right now in order to then let go of one because summer will be over and now we're into our 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 back to school and and that's where. Um, and we've talked about this before, that's where systems being in place year after year after year after year will make that uh, transition easier. Right. Because, we're, right. you know, we're sitting there trying trying to end uh, August, let's say, because that's the month that we're in. We're trying to end August and then begin September. And really, August is when we're starting our uh, September marketing for back to school uh, right. into prob- probably September while we're while we're still ending everything with these other people signing them up, but then like you said, we're looking at the middle of the month going, ooh, I'm down a thousand dollars. How do I make that up? Uh, yeah, I could sign five people up and, and maybe that's an option, but a, a quick fix for this month maybe I said I can't sign five people up. I need to sell a thousand dollars worth of merchandise and right. and or special events or whatever. And so how do I yeah. do that? And it, maybe it is having a quick, uh, uh, you know, nerf night, you know, uh, a, a pre-back-to-school nerf night, if you will, where uh-huh. you are, uh, you know, you, you, you charge, I don't know, 20 bucks or whatever, and you bring right 20 people in, and then you do it another night, and, you know, I don't know what that is, 20 times 20 is, what, 400? Yeah. Yeah, and then you do that two, you know, two different nights in a row, and now you have 800, so you're closer than you were before. Um, or you charge 25 and you make a little bit more, but but there's creative ways in order to make up those uh, that lost revenue that doesn't just necessarily have to be a new student. Although a new student is reoccurring revenue, so that's eventually obviously what you want to get to. But there are some quick fixes. Well, well, you want to be doing that. You know, that's kind of like almost like okay, you're always going to have an engine in your car. Um, because that's going to propel you forward, right? That's your engine, your new student clientele, your retention of old students. That goes without saying. But no matter what, on the times when you don't get those students, when they sh- it's slower for new enrollments, for whatever reason, whether they're afraid of the election or they're hearing things on the news or, or it's beautiful weather and they're out enjoying their time and they're saying, hey, maybe I'll do this in the fall. And then you hear things like, well, wait, let us get our new schedule going and make sure that we can handle this with the new school year. There's always something. 
Um, but my point being, and, and what you just said too, it's, it's knowing where you can pick it up, but also just knowing. A lot of school owners don't know. They don't watch it on a weekly basis. They're always saying, oh, my God, I wish I would have done that then, right? So we have to always look and say, okay, well, it's, month, it's week two of, of August. What are we going to do to make this month the best month ever? What could I do to ramp up sales? What could I do to ramp up signups? What could I do, you know, for that? And, and here's another thing, too, that people miss. There are certain staple ways of making money, and I, and I use this as an example, within the school that you can always get. Like private lessons are the most underrated ways of making money or group lessons for people who are in need of help. I guarantee if some an instructor, I hear this all the time, uh, you know, I have a, a client that said, oh, I'm going to go get a job because it's a little slow. I said, why don't you just teach, uh, you know, six private lessons a month? You know, reach out to the kids that you know that need some help. You know, uh, make it make it honest and, you know, don't make it, you know, something that you're just doing for the money and say, hey, Johnny, I could help your son, you know, your son on this next belt level. Would you like to do a series of privates? They're $50 a pop. And I'm going to make sure that he really is getting that extra added classes. Most parents would jump on that like that. Um, most students would do that in a second. So it's an underrated way, and you could always change your outcome at the end of the month just by simply doing the things that you need to do. Make sense? That makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so this is what I'm talking about. How do we close up and go, okay, First quarter was maybe really good. Second quarter was a little slow. Now we're moving into third quarter. What are we going to do to ramp it up? What, you know, more marketing, more special events, more retail. And you said it before. You can't be thinking now of what you're doing in two weeks. You should be thinking two months out um, and how, how, you know, you're going to be marketing in the fall, back to school, in the winter, for the holidays. I mean, it's already month eight. You know, uh, you only got four months left. You got one quarter left. How are you going to make that the best quarter ever? Are you going to get off your butt and work extra hard? Are you going to go out and do all the things that you know you should be doing that you're not doing right now? Let's step it up if, if this is what you want, if you want success. And how are you closing up the year? How are you closing up the quarter, et cetera, et cetera? And, and uh, again, real quickly, if you're interested in, in, you know, what we're doing for back to school, you can go back and, and listen to the uh, – uh, episode 137 uh, to, right. to do that. Just go to com forward slash 137 and you'll be taken right to uh, those specific back-to-school marketing ideas that we talked about in our last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just, I, you know, I, this is a concept of being able to, like I said, being able to wrap up and move into the, and, and move into the next phase that you, that you, um, that you said is, you know, you really got to be thinking about it two months in advance. So if you're going to launch back to school in August, then you should be working on it in June so that it's ready for August. Um, you've, we've got coming up um, is, you know, the, the winter quarter, the last quarter of the year. So you have right. um, really November, and it's not really a quarter because you really only have November and December and maybe some of January, but really November and December to, to, to really make that quarter uh, with regards to like a Christmas special or holiday special or whatever. And, but if you're going to launch that in November, you need to be working on that next month. So in September, you need to get all that information ready. So that way, um, you know, we're always working two months ahead, if that makes sense. And I, you know, I told Absolutely. a client one time, I told a client one time, he, he, he said to me, he goes, now it's back to school season now. What should I be doing? And, and I said, you know, and this is when we first started working together. And so we were already, you know, uh, already into 
uh, back to school. And I said, well, honestly, I said, you don't really have a lot of time. I said, right. so here's the three, three quickest things that you should do. And I gave him uh, those things. I said, and do them quickly. And you might even do them poorly. I said, because really right now it's already September and we need to be working on your, your Christmas stuff. So your holiday sale, we need to work on, are you going to do a, a Christmas or holiday promotion with uh, your classes and or summer camps and or, you know, merchandise, all these things. And I said, so I, I, I this isn't the answer you're looking for because what you want is you want me to say, yeah, let's do these 10 things right now, but you, back to school is almost over. It's already like the first week in September and you already had kids start two and a half weeks ago. And so, you know, a lot of that momentum is halfway gone or three quarters of the way gone. So let's do these three things quickly, but let's, you know, rather than always working behind, let's quickly catch up with what we can and then move forward. And, and, Ever since then, that was a big paradigm shift for him. You like that word paradigm, right? There's a big paradigm yeah. shift uh, for him because it allowed him then to go, oh, okay, yeah, I'm behind, uh, but I don't, I, I'm not going to focus in on it and, and not feel guilty. Because I know sometimes well, we go, oh, crap, it's already back to school and I did nothing already and I feel guilty. And you don't verbalize those things, but you're always behind the eight ball. Well, you know what? Sometimes let's just skip that shot. And start work. And I know that's contrary to like you know, even thinking in your head <laughs> what you should do. But it, I think it would be better to just move to uh, the next thing and, and do that really well. Well, that would have been my answer to them, Dwayne. I think it would have been like when they said, "What do I do for back to school? What do I do right now?" And they're in that season. I would be, you should be marketing for the fall for for the holidays now, right? Because you have already missed that back to school rush. Like, like I give you an example. Um, for us, it is uh, I guess uh, we're like three and a half weeks away from people actually going back to school. We need to be, and our backpacks are out, promoted. They're on the wall. We're telling the kids, get your backpacks and, and that kind of thing now right? Because they're going to be buying them. They, they're not going to buy them after they go back to school. So if you're not promoting them ahead of time, parents are already going to the local store and buying their kids their school supplies. They're doing it right now. If you're already back to school, there's no way you're selling back to school backpacks. I mean, you might sell, sell one because a parent will go, hey, that's kind of cool. Let's get that one. And we'll forget about the one that you had. But you need to be ahead of the game. You need to be ahead of the pitch. You can't be behind it or else it goes foul. Right. So, um, you know, you need to get in front and connect and send it out and get a home run on it. So, again, and, and I also, you know, I'm kind of like a little meticulous. I know my new program manager is getting a little driven crazy a little bit because I'm like, how come the desk isn't set up this way? And I neaten things up and I put all the pens back. I don't like stuff laying around. I'm always on top of, you know, making sure she, she knows that she understands I want to close up. We still have people from the Mother's Day T-shirt giveaway and the Father's Day T-shirt giveaway that haven't gotten their shirts. Um, you know, I'm like, either we close it up and give them their shirts or we put them in a box and save them for next year. But I'm tired of them sitting around. Um, this is way old for me. I need to compartmentalize it and put it away so that I can move on and focus on the new things, if that makes, you know, sense. Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. And, and I, I want to say thank you for being transparent um, because yeah. uh, we don't always have it together. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's important for our listeners to know that, you know, we, we still make mistakes. Uh, we beat ourselves up. There's times that uh, I scold you, you scold me uh, yeah, in yeah. a nice way, right? Right, of course. 
Well, that's what friends do, right? Like we're honest with each other, of course. But I mean, like, you know, we need to, uh, you know, we always need to be held accountable. The bad part, and you've said it and I've said about being your own person. You know, when you grow up to be an adult and you could decide on whether you go to work or you sit around on the couch all day, of course, you know, without being broke, it's up to you. But you need that person to say, get up and get out and do it. You know, you need that mentor, that friend, that someone will give you that reality check. And, you know, I, I get that. We, I have a networking group that we – I just went out to breakfast with my two buddies this morning for our tournament circuit. I do it every Wednesday. Um, you know, and we kind of share ideas. Hey, what's going on? What problems did you have? And it's important. But, um, but you know what? We need to also be ahead of, you know, ourselves. We, we need to plan ahead. We need to make sure that we're marketing our, our – our, and not marketing, where we're preparing ahead of time on everything that we're going to be doing. Like right now, we're going to be doing a big back-to-school referral program push. So my both program managers are reading through all my documentation, um, actually hours from our uh, the school owner club, Next Level School Owner Club. And um, they're putting together a kind of a cool theme uh, so that when we're going to really push it hard and get a bunch of referrals from it because it's going to be not just, you know, something we do, but it's something that is going to be the theme of the month. It's It's crazy. Yeah, and and just as an aside note, I I I really like um, your referral program or system, if you will, because it is it really involves everybody. So there is a benefit for um, your current members to actually get involved. Um, right. You know, promoting whatever it is that you're promoting, whatever special is, you know, whatever this quarter is or whatever. Um, which is really unique. Um, you know, when I thought of referral programs and before I was introduced to yours, when I thought of referral programs, it was, you know, I, I it's a, a shot in the arm. It's like the flu shot. And we do it yeah. for this certain time, and it only keeps you well for this certain time, and then you move on, and then you forget about right. it, and then you bring it back. And But you have a holistic one, um, you know, that we do have into the school owner, talk program, or school owner club program Uh that is holistic and it and it actually involves everyone. So which is beautiful. But anyways, yeah, um, and by the way, let me let me add to that real quick. Just hold that thought. I mean, I have one mom who I just spoke to her yesterday. She already is got two years in advance of three years. So that's what how much referrals she's given us. She's so far she's trained me. Her kids a black belt. She's probably going on seven or eight years of training with me. She's probably only paid for one or two of those years. Everything else has been based on her getting us referrals. And and she's a go getter. So she gets the entire. She's like a scout leader. So she'll bring all the Girl Scouts down. We had two hundred of them the last time, and we sign up. You know, five or ten of them. She gets a year or two for free. So she just had so much referral credits in her bank, so to speak, that she paid for three weeks of summer camp with uh, with the money that she's earned on her referrals because she's already got two years in advance of training. Her kids, her kids trained up to 2019 with free memberships. So, you know, all you need is four, three or four or five people like that in your entire dojo. You would never have to market again, right? Right. So, so it's really about how, again, going back to the mindset of our call, like, you know, what are you doing today that's going to benefit you in three weeks or a month? What are you organizing, setting up, and, you know, and, and getting going so that you're going to benefit? And how are you compartmentalizing and closing out certain things and analyzing that data so that you could correct things in the future? Yeah, and, 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 and all of that is something that can be put into, uh, mostly anyways, can be put into systems year after year after year. Um, and, and that's what's, I think, really nice about our business is 
you can, like you said, the word you keep using is compartmentalize. You can compartmentalize this quarter or this marketing into this quarter, and then, you know, the, the following year you just change the price or you change the headline right. or you change whatever uh, right. in the offer to, to see what the results are going to be. And, right. and so I, I – I, this, I, I, don't, I think that this is a, um, an under, to, to a lot of us, this is an underwhelming topic. Right. And I don't think that we understand the overall importance of the transition of leaving one quarter or one marketing um, uh, theme and moving into the next marketing theme um, how important that transition is. So hopefully we've, uh, you know, been able to convey the number one, the most, the, the importance of that transition, and then number two, some actionable ideas on how to you, to better equip yourself in the future to be able to handle those transitions. Um, yeah. If that makes sense. It totally does. And here's a good example. I, I just had a call with one of my clients, and I said to them they were talking about a uh, a specific uh, parent night out that they did, right? So um, I asked them, I said, how was it? And they said, oh, the turnout was really good. And they said, we had like 30 people. It was like 40 bucks. I made a $1,200 gross, about a $900 net after all said and done. Everyone was happy, all the right buzzwords. And I said, well, how many people could you have gotten to that event? And they said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, what is your market share? Like, so for example, parents' night out is from the ages of, let's just pretend three to 10 years old, let's just say. Um, so how many students do you have in that group? You know, so this gentleman had, you know, what, let's just say he had 30 students. Um, and I'll say, okay, well, do you have, how many do you have? You know, do you have 70 in that age group? And this, you know, okay, I have 70. Okay, well, then you only got about what, 40% of your enrollment to attend that event. Not bad, though, because it was profitable, it was successful, those people had a good time, everything was awesome. However, you have to ask yourself not about the 40 or so people that participated, but about the other, you know, 40 or 30 or 40 that didn't. And then you want to look at the trends and see, like, is that, you know, how come Mrs. Smith never brings her kid to the parents' night outs, ever? They just come to the dojo and they go home. They train and they leave. Why are they not a part of this? So you want to start looking at that because even if you open up that 40 people to another 20 of them that are attending your events, now the next time you run an event, hopefully you'll have 60 or 70 people. So, so we can't be satisfied with just what we have, but we have to look at our data and say, could we have done better, right? Like, you know, why aren't we getting those? And maybe it's all about calling them up and going, hey, hey, Dwayne, um, I noticed that you didn't bring your son to the last parent night out. Can I ask you why? Is there a reason? You know, oh, no, no, we were just away that day. Oh, okay, I get it, right? Or or was it something else? Was it the price? Was it the event itself? You know, I know it was advanced poison dart throwing and your kid's three. Is that something that you didn't like for them? Or Or was it that it was too much money or was it the wrong day? And you start to pick their brains and find out what's holding them back. And you say, hey, hi, hey, Dwayne, how about if I give you a coupon for the next one of 20 bucks off? Would you come to it? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's try it. We'll try the next one. Okay, I'm going to give you this coupon. You write it down and you follow up on it. Maybe you could ship those people through the door and make it a part of their habit to come to these events now. So it's not about just being satisfied with what you're getting because you did well, but it's about looking at what you could have done and how well you could have done if you got it done right.
Does that make sense? Perfectly, and, and and you used the word that I was going to interrupt you, but I didn't do it. Okay, uh, is you know with the results, it's good. It's it's good to be happy, but not satisfied. Okay, you know, and and I think that's how we need to make sure that we run our business. Um, and you specifically are talking about that concept with the event. Uh, you can be happy about the results, but not satisfied. And not satisfied right. means, like you said, you look into. X, Y, or Z, and you find out why A, B, and C actually happened. Yeah. Uh, and why, you know, E, F, and, you know, or, you know, D, E, and G, or whatever, D, E, and right. F didn't, right. uh, didn't happen. Right. And so, uh, happy but not satisfied. And I, mm-hmm. I believe I got that, uh, that quote from Zig Ziglar, because Zig Ziglar talked about being happy but yeah. not satisfied. Right. You know, another thing, I, I just talked to another friend of mine who's a very successful school owner. And he said, you know what's wrong with our industry? And I'm like, no, what's wrong with the industry? He says, you know, we don't focus on the things that we need rather than just focus on the things we think we need, right? So, for example, um, let's just say, you know, I had 20 people through the door and they did trial classes, yet they didn't sign up for uh, a class. So 20 people, my marketing worked, my my approach of getting them through the door worked, my greeting at the door worked, and then something fell short whether it be the close of the sale, the initial class, or whatever it may be, sometimes we go, huh, I guess they just weren't going to sign up. But what if, what if we focus, like he's saying in corporate America, they'll take their sales team and they'll constantly train them until they're unbelievable or get rid of them if they're not good at what they do, right? So it's very, very important for us to focus on the most important things. Like if you, if you I have my girl that I was just working with yesterday with a program manager, and uh, I was doing mock phone calls with her. And, like, half the time I, I tried to stump her, I'd stumped her. Like, well, how much is it? Um, well, what if she doesn't want to go anymore? Like, all the little things that people ask when they're on the phone, and she was kind of, like, stuck. So I know I need to train her better because that's where I'm failing because she's not getting them through the door. So how do we focus on, the, on plugging the holes in so many of the buckets that we have out there, teaching, signing up, trial classes, et cetera, et cetera? And if we hone in on that, the better we do, the better we will, the results we'll get, right? So that's, you know, that, this is what I, I think is a very important topic for many school owners is not to just keep staying in the blender and going and doing what you think you should do is to really look at what you're doing wrong or, and what you're doing right. Yeah, and analyze. And the other way you can do that is with statistics. Ooh, dirty right. word. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, well, hey, True. I'm curious, Allie. Um, Number one, I wanted to let, real quickly want everybody to to know that we have a webinar that's coming up uh, next week. So next Thursday, what is that, the 17th? Uh, yeah, on the 17th, uh, Thursday. Okay. So Thursday, the 17th of August uh, 2017. So depending on when you're listening to this, I just wanted to throw that out there. But anyways, on that, or did I say Tuesday? I'm sorry. Thursday, August 17th. Thursday. Yeah. At, 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 at uh, 1230 Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, uh, we're going to have a webinar, uh, and you can register for that by going to schoolownertalk.com. And there's, uh, uh, if you're on a, P- a PC on the side, you'll see the link. Uh, but if you're on your um, digital device, you know, your mobile phone, you have to scroll down uh, a little ways in order to find right. it. But but the the topic is is on um, getting a lot of leads for your back to school. And uh, the, the topic specifically is uh, our martial arts field trips that we do. Um, and uh, the, the headline says something with regards to, you know, 767 leads for your back to school right. season. And that was one year that I did 
um, you know, martial arts field trips. That was one year of having, you know, getting 767 leads uh, for back to school. So I'm going to show you on that webinar how I do it. So that way you can uh, have access to that and, and, and to be able to put it into your school and do it. Um, so I wanted to remind everybody uh, about, about that. And then I'm curious, uh, next, next week for our podcast, uh, and, and, and I'm just throwing you on the spot here, Allie, but what if yeah. we did, did it, did it openly where we, um, you know, we allowed people to be able to just, it would just be a Q&A podcast. And so okay. uh, while you're on it, you know, on Facebook Live, we would take the, um, you know, the questions, you would just type them in, and then Allie and I could answer those questions uh, live. So how do you feel about that, Allie? I love it. I love it. I think that's great. I am often on um, John Hackleman. He's the owner of the Pit Gym. He trained Chuck Liddell. He's always doing live podcasts. And, um, uh, and I'm often, you know, typing in my answers to his questions, and he's kind of debating them or not debating them or agreeing. And I think it's a pretty cool thing to have people on the spot just asking what they're, what's on their mind. No specific topic. Anything is on the table so that they don't have to feel like, hey, this question has nothing to do with the topic. Anything goes, you know, uh, whatever. We, we'd love to help you and answer your questions. Yeah, so uh, next week on Wednesday, what is that, the 5th, uh, 16th? Uh, Wednesday the 16th at uh, 11.30 um, Eastern Standard Time is when we'll be on, on the, uh, the Facebook Live. So you, if you want to be involved with that, just go to, you know, facebook.com forward slash school owner talk. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash school owner talk. And you'll be able to be on the, that Facebook Live, uh, just like we are right now. And then you'll be able to ask questions next week. Yeah, I just posted both of those up on the page so the people who are there looking at it and, we had a good amount of views today, a lot of people, you know, listening in. So I hope that some of the stuff was beneficial to them. Um, I know that I could get off on a tangent on the little things and, and how passionate I am about the little things. But um, this is my 26th year in business. So, you know, there are many people out there who would like to see me fail, whether they be old students or competitors or enemies or friends. Who knows? But um, I haven't been around for 26 years because I'm oblivious. Um, I've lived my martial art lifestyle for that period of time. You've lived yours for that period of time so that we could do what we love. So we're doing things that are right, and, and we have honor and integrity in, in our teaching. So it's important that people understand we're not selling out for the almighty dollar. We're, we're teaching what we do and love what we do for, for you know, a good, a good uh, a, I guess, a good cause because it's all about the, you know, about the student, you know, the, the quality of training. So uh, everybody, you know, chime in and, and pick our brains. And then uh, if you're looking to subscribe to our podcast, you know, feel free to go to schoolandertalk.com and, and be able to subscribe, whether it's Android device or iTunes, you can do that. And uh, this specific podcast, if you need to find it, it's schoolandertalk.com forward slash 138. Again, that's schoolandertalk.com forward slash 138. Allie, thanks for your time, sir. Hey, Dwayne, thank you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right, later, man. Bye, Bye everybody. Guys.